Hey everybody, welcome back to the Unafraid Podcast. This is the show that, oh gosh, what am I going to say this week? It, it changes a little bit from week to week, but basically all this show does is, is really celebrate the queer life experience and all the wonderful diversity that we have within our community. And so that's what I'm here for. And I know you've heard me say this before, way back at the beginning of the show, you know, 50 episodes or, or so ago, but this all started when I read a book that pretty much cracked my the thin little eggshell that was around me. And that book was Love Lives Here by Amanda Jete Knox, a wonderful Canadian author. And I read it and I realized that, holy smokes, not only am I a queer person, which I had suspected for a good long time, but I'm also a trans person. And so now how do I figure out how to be me armed with this new knowledge? Because once you have that knowledge, it's it's really difficult to go back. So way back when this, this show started as a way for me to kind of explore my own identity and try to figure out who I was learning from other people within the queer community. And it has just turned into this wonderful celebration where I get to meet new people and hear their stories and share those stories with you so that hopefully you can glean some kind of knowledge or entertainment or, you know, maybe something just to help you through a bad day. And I'm just, I'm really, really happy with where the show has gone. So thank you to all of you who have been out there listening. I really appreciate you to those of you who, you know, leave me little messages or, or comments or, or like the, like the show. It just, it means the world to me. This really, this really is my passion. So thank you. I also want to thank Rebecca Jonesy, um, who is a good friend of mine and a great ally to the queer community. Uh, she is an author and she is the show's sponsor, which has been super valuable. I used to say invaluable, but I always get a little, you know, I don't know. Does invalu invaluable mean it's not valuable or that it really is valuable? I don't know. I can never quite tell. Um, but she is extremely valuable to the to the show. She kept us going throughout the pandemic when I have not been able to work. Um, so I, I'm really grateful to you, Rebecca. Uh, her her uh, website is always included in the in the episode show notes. Uh, so please give give that a click and check out her books. She writes fantasy. She writes erotica. Um, good adventure stuff, and and I love it all. So if if I love it, there's a there's a decent chance you might enjoy it there. Uh, gosh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, the embroidery stuff that I've been talking about for the last uh, you know month or so. My wife and I geeking out with our new embroidery machine. We finally started our little Etsy shop. It's called Pure Queer, all one word. And we have all sorts of really cute little patches and, and t-shirts and stuff like that. And a lot of them have kind of a queer theme to them. Some of them are just funny, though. And it's, uh, it's a good time. So even if you're not in the, in the market to buy anything, go check it out. It's, it's really cool. Well, all right, this was entirely too much of just me talking. I'm looking at my little counter. It's like over three minutes now. This is way too much. So I am going to go ahead and introduce our guest, which I'm really, really excited about because uh, we've been going back and forth over email for a couple months, getting everything set up. It is Maya Noir. How are you today? <laughs> hey, Jay, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, I told her that was going to be like 
59 seconds of the intro and I just way blew that out. It was beautiful. It was it was perfect. It gave me it gave me more insight into who you are. So hey, well, that's nice. You know, I I like that. That's the whole idea. And you know, guys, just to give you an idea, right off the bat, the type of person that Maya is, the one of the first things she asked me when she picked up this call is, is this a swearing podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I love this. This is going to be good. <laughs> I'm just, you know, trying to be respectful, but also uh, normal speaking for me is saying like, ah, fuck, like very often. <laughs> so, yeah. But it, it is definitely a swearing podcast and a crying podcast. I have been in tears in this chair so many stinking times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I can definitely keep up with that too. So uh, lots of feelings. <laughs> oh. Well, so for for anyone who who doesn't know you out there, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? I know that's always a tough question, but see what you do with it. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um. So for those of you who don't know me, hi. My name is Maya. Um. Sometimes though, I I go by Sebastian. So technically, my my name is either Maya or Sebastian. I am by gender. Um. For me, that means that my gender sometimes changes day to day, sometimes situationally, sometimes it's longer term than that, like week to week. Um, and I am a queer advocate and model. Um, I try through the work that I do on Instagram and a little bit on YouTube to, I guess, help people just feel comfortable in, in who they are. So I try to be a resource for that. Wow, that was... That was just a great explanation. I, that was wonderful. <laughs> That's really kind of you because yeah. I need more coffee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm actually drinking water today. I'm trying to, uh, you know, I, I had that uh, that second shot, and I, I know you did a couple days ago. And that first oh, yeah. day, the day I had it, I was just fine. And then yesterday, I woke up and I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm, you know, the Walking Dead here. So I've been trying to down as much water as possible but it, it hasn't been bad for you right no i mean so i i only actually got the first shot but my wife um it was funny because you said your friend rebecca my wife is named rebecca she got the second shot um like right when we got back from our honeymoon and then she had to go straight to work and she's a bartender who works very hard so i was worried um but yeah she got knocked out a little bit too <laughs> oh man well oh, that's right your honeymoon tell us yeah about your honeymoon. we need the details Where did no, you I mean... go? what did you do um so we we went to hawaii i knew nothing about hawaii before i went so we went to the island of Kauai. um it was gorgeous like i didn't everyone says that and i didn't really understand because like right now looking out my window i'm looking at I think also a gorgeous view, but a very different kind of gorgeous, just buildings. I'm in the middle of Boston. Um, but you literally like you get there and you're like, ah, a beautiful sea vista. And then you turn and you're like, ah, a beautiful patch of flowers. And like anywhere you go on the island is just breathtaking. Um, so it was a lot of just being surrounded by beauty. We did a lot of hiking we went on a helicopter ride snorkeling yeah stuff like that it was very good i'm yeah we had a lot of fun 
Well, I have to say that everyone that lives in the Midwest right now hates you <laughs> for hearing that. I'm I sorry. grew up in the Midwest. <laughs> Cornfields have their own charm too. Uh, you know, they they do. They do. My my youngest convinced me that they wanted to go walking in a cornfield at dusk <laughs> last year. It was a terrible idea. Don't ever do that. It that was just reminds me of signs, thing. but yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's what I thought of too. It was the scariest <laughs> thing, and I'm and I'm 41 years old. <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like that. I feel like that kind of ages us a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But great movie though. It really was. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, I I don't know how I because I don't think I liked the page or a group or anything else, but this asshole group on facebook every day sends me like six pictures from gorgeous places around the world and hawaii is <laughs> always one of them and i'm like oh how come dare on. they <laughs> come on yeah but they are they are I mean, so now because of that though iceland is on my list um, oh yeah oh my god it looks incredible just, yeah just amazing and i'm sure it's it's cold but i mean it just looks amazing out there well, boy, Hawaii, and that's one place that I've never been, and it's it's on my bucket list that I want to go with my wife when, when my kids are maybe just a little bit older, so we can go there, just the two of us, and and do all sorts of hiking and and not have to to worry about finding activities that the the kids will love um, because <laughs> we we love mountains and hiking and and swimming and snorkeling, but. It's like the the kids don't they they want to be uh, they want to be where there's a jacuzzi and a Wi-Fi connection all the time and I mean I I understand that too I was I was a kid once and I had my Sega Genesis but I mean to be fair Rebecca and I her and I think that this partially comes from the fact that she's she's a like I said she's a bartender which every bartender I've met is an incredibly hardworking motivated person. Um, her adventure capacity is a little higher than mine. <laughs> so, so like, for instance, there was this hike. It was beautiful. There was this hike that we could take right out from the hotel we were staying at. And I was like, ah, I'm like reading about it. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, apparently there's like a four mile hike. Then there's like a 10 mile hike. Are we going to do, which one are we going to do? And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. Just like put on your shoes. Like, let's go. And so we're like kind of at the turnaround point and I'm like, holy shit, I'm like so tired. What is going on? And she's like, we could just go over that ridge. Like what's around this corner? And I'm like, honey, like we have to turn around. When we get back, we realize that we hiked 11 miles. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need like five hours at the pool. And she's like up and ready to do something else. So oh my gosh. She yeah sounds fabulous. She, really she is it sounds a lot like my wife you know i when we go someplace i like to have kind of a, a structure you know something planned out you know hardcore plan yeah. and and she really is just all about the adventures like nope you know we turn left at the uh the old spruce tree and turn right at the cornfield <laughs> and then we see where we go i'm like Okay, well, I'm going to have a panic I guess we're attack, going. So. <laughs> I guess, you know, there's a, yeah, it's a lot of like, I love you. There's faith. Like, I'm probably going to see something cool, but I might like sweat a lot. Like, that's the trade off. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, I'm sure it was a killer workout, though, right? Yeah, no, it was, there were a couple hikes that we did. Um, and like, when, before I went to Hawaii, I had this concept of like what a hike was. Like, bear with me. My previous hiking experience was either in Massachusetts or in, in Utah, which is where a lot of my family's from. 
And, you know, you like see a mountain and then you go up the mountain and then you come down. But um, in Hawaii, hiking means like you're scaling muddy cliff sides. It's more like glorified, unprotected rock climbing than anything else. So, yes, I was using muscles that I had forgotten that I had while on my honeymoon. <laughs> and it's like a cross training hike that you were doing. That's amazing. It was so it was so cool though, because like everything, everything that you see, like I said, is just it's just pretty. Like the, everyone is so happy there, and that's got to be a big reason why. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that just sounds so cool. Well, I'm I'm glad you guys had a great honeymoon. I mean, not that you wouldn't. <laughs> and just that's that's cool. What a what a fun getaway, especially if coming from a, a huge city to to going out there to the islands. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was a good choice. I have to say, I'm I'm slightly disappointed that you don't have the thick Boston accent going on. Right <laughs> oh, I've disappointed yet another person. <laughs> um, well, that's that's because I am originally from Chicago, so I have oh, the okay. universally accepted yeah. non well not <laughs> non accent because everyone has an accent, but like the center of America accent. Yes. Yes. The the kind of flat Midwest accent, and I think we have, you know, our accent here, and because uh, I'm on the the west coast of Michigan, is, mm. is pretty similar to to Chicago. And other people say they can tell um, where we're from, and I'm like, boy, but it just sounds so normal. But I guess everybody thinks they sound normal, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So your your intro, you know, circling way back to to ten minutes ago when I when I meant to say this, I mean, one of the things that was great about it is you kind of explained being bi gender a little bit right there, which I think is probably naturally many people's first questions <laughs> when they when they do it. Yeah, like there are some like, questions. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it, it was <clears throat> re reading on your site was. The first time I'd, I'd come across the the term by gender, and it seems pretty self-explanatory, um, you know, by gender, and <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, that's that's really interesting, and so and I actually just met someone. It was, gosh, maybe three weeks ago. On our uh, we went we went up into northern Michigan for our, our kind of yearly getaway with a bunch of our um, old lesbian pals. Perfect. And, it's oh my gosh they are amazing michigan awesome. lesbian pal getaway yes. yes i mean it's everything you could want it to be it really is mm -hmm. <laughs> i have i have images of what that was like okay yeah. yes um but so we're up there and there was a new person who was a companion of of one of the regulars and um everybody was they they didn't know how to introduce me to this person before they got there because i was like yeah who's coming up and they're like well we we can't we can't get a handle on their on their names and I was like oh huh. okay well well I'm just going to introduce myself and we'll see what happens and so I did I introduced myself and they said on some days they um, they go by Christian and on other days they go by Christy and that's not the actual name I'm changing it for uh, the show because I haven't gotten the permission <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I thought it was really interesting that was it was the only other person that I had met up until this point that that based on based on the day or, or how they're feeling, they, they would go by a completely different name. And I didn't dig too much further into it um, to ask if there was a, a change in the, in the gender as well. But I, I did think that was interesting because I had just not long before that 
um, been talking to you on email. <laughs> uh, so, so you know how how long have you how long have you been identifying as bi gender? Has this been something that's your entire life now? Well, first of all, what a that is such a great introduction to what the heck this thing is. And I wish that I could be friends with this person whose name you changed for privacy purposes, because I feel like there are so few of us, which is a little frustrating. Um, but to answer your question directly, I, I've only, I only had the vocabulary and the knowledge of what this was for maybe four years at this point. So, so though I had always been by gender and it's always funny like you know looking back on your life and being like ah shit that's what it was like we just didn't have the words um i uh, I, I only figured out like what what label really fit with my experience once my wife and one of her good friends had this conversation with me and i was trying to explain like like, hey, I'm not a trans guy, but I'm like not a woman, and there's nothing that I know of that that is a thing. And then they were like, hey, non-binary is a thing, and gender fluid's a thing, and bi gender is a thing. And I was like, holy crap, it's me! Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, about four years. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, in you know, it it's funny is when when my egg first cracked. I, I love using that. Yeah, the trans community is so great. We come up with all sorts of clever little ways of describing things that work perfectly. Yeah. Um, but when my egg first cracked, you know, I was a hundred percent convinced that, you know, inside this kind of dumpy looking guy body, it, it was I was a woman. And the more and more non-binary and uh, or genderqueer people that I talk to and genderqueer is my my favorite term I, I think mm -hmm. you know the the more I realize that I I am maybe not in a state of flux but while I'm figuring things out that you know an identity or a label like you know genderqueer or non-binary is is really quite appropriate for me because you know I I know that I'm definitely not a man but you know looking in the mirror or listening to myself or when I interact with other people, I don't a hundred percent feel like a woman either. So it's kind of like, I like being able to have these, these other labels or other identifiers that you can kind of grasp onto and not everything needs to be labeled. You know, I don't want people out there thinking that, Oh, well you have to have a label. You don't, if you don't want to, but for me, it's, it's comforting knowing that, okay, there are other people that maybe aren't, you know, on the, the binary and, and that feels good to me. And I, I don't know, I guess I, I don't really know where I was going there with that. I just kind of no, went but in that direction. <laughs> no, but, but what you're saying is so like, it's just, I think it's good to know. And I'm obviously tell me if, if this wasn't your experience, but it was just so good to know that like, I wasn't, alone like i felt so alien in my experience because i would try to explain it i would try to explain it like really only to my very very close friends or people i was dating and like they were always very kind but i had nothing to point to to say like well i'm like this person because like in even still in society there aren't any like great figures who who really uh, i can I guess identify with. Well, I, 
I, I understand that completely. I, I really do. And um, even not being by gender, I, I completely understand that. And I think that a lot of people in, in the, the queer community can, can understand that too. They just, there isn't enough re representation out there, um, either in, in fiction or in movies. And, you know, thankfully things are, are changing a little bit, slowly but surely. But I think that without being able to see other people like us or talk to other people like us, um, it, it's really easy to feel alienated and even isolated. And I, I think that in, in my opinion, that's a big part of the reason why we see so much depression, uh, so much suicidal ideation and suicidal uh, suicide attempts w within the queer community is that um, many of us do feel very, very isolated. Um, I know that when I was, when I was a young, you know, quote unquote boy growing up, I was, I was always different. Um, and I, I never had any idea why or what it was that was different about me, but I know that I was picked on and harassed. I was called gay or, or fag or queer. And all of those words back then, those were bad words to a middle school boy. Um, and so I did, and I'm sure that there are many, many trans women that might listen to this and, and identify with what I'm about to say. Um, I made myself as masculine as I possibly could. I've got, mm. I did a lot of working out. I've got giant arms and a giant upper body, and I've got <laughs> all sorts of super masculine, hyper masculine tattoos. And, and you know what? I sure as hell look the part. I mean, I can pass the part and, um, it's all bullshit though. And, and, and I think it's because I never had to, the chance to learn and understand about other people like me. Um, and, and I don't want to say, I, you know, I, I regret that or, but it, it does, it sucks sometimes, you know, knowing that, huh, okay, well, I, I guess I didn't have to try to be this person that I wasn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, like, no, I, 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 I resonate with that. It's weird. I think about this a lot and I try, I think that also even just going back to representation, I feel such a responsibility to be as visible as possible because I'm in a place of privilege. Like I'm safe. Like I'm in a city that's, that's going to be kind to me as far as I've experienced, if I'm honest about who I am. Um, but just to to be a representation and to be incredibly honest and vulnerable about my internal dialogue and my my journey through that's never going to come to an end of like figuring out what feels best. Um, yeah, and it's interesting because I remember when I was a little kid, I was like, I, I specifically remember saying like, God messed up, like I was supposed to be a boy, and this was in like preschool. And someone was like, God doesn't mess up. We're in the Midwest, remember? God doesn't mess up. Like, you're supposed to be a girl, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I grew up and I was like, I'm going to be, I was like super masculine, like super tomboy when I was young. And then when I got into middle school and high school, I was super feminine. And I really liked both. And I really liked identifying with both. And like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, no one knew what to do with me. Because there was always this like, fight between not only masculine and feminine but like male and female and yeah it's like always this back and forth that society doesn't really know what to do with 
Yeah. And most of the time we have no idea what to do. And we don't know what to do with it. It's not like because I'm experiencing it, I know what to do with it. It's just there. Uh, yeah, I, I like to say that the the more I find out about myself, the more confused I am because I'm like, oh, Yeah, what? that sounds about right. Yep, I would take that on a t-shirt. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you had just um you had just mentioned that you're you're in a city that you're that you feel really safe being who you are. Um, yeah. But you were you were just out for your your honeymoon and you're out with your wife. You know, do you find as you're out traveling with your wife that people are generally kind of kind and accepting of you too? Or I mean, do you run into any bigots or not really? God. So this is something. So so blanket answer is is no, we've not had any problems. But this is something that I talk about and think about a ton because mostly because I'm getting top surgery in two months. Um, oh, congratulations. And thank you. Oh, God. I have been like talking about it with my gender therapist. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, but so, so, I mean, talking about Hawaii, Hawaii was awesome. Like, we, they were one of the first states to, as far as I understand, one of the first states to legalize gay marriage. They're cool with trans people. So like the culture there was very accepting. I mean, I went to the pool in a bikini. I went to a pool in quote unquote men's, a men's bathing suit taping my chest and no one was weird at all, which was awesome. Um, but whenever Rebecca and I travel, I think it's just because people don't really know what to do with me. So like half the time I'll get surred and half the time I'll get mammed. And like, then there's another small portion where people will like change their mind halfway through a conversation. Um, Does that secretly satisfy you? You know what? Actually, some days when I'm not like super firm and like, God, don't misgender me. I'm like one or the other. Cause I have like a lot of days where I'm like, ah, either is actually really fine. Yes, it does. But um I do think it's an important thing to bring up that a lot of like cis people don't realize is that we don't travel to places that are dangerous and that limits a lot of our traveling, which sucks. Cause like we like Jamaica is really dangerous for gay people. I've always wanted to go to Dubai. Um, they're like all of Russia. We can't really go to, um, so yeah, we we purposely choose our vacations based on we look up before we go like what the laws are around being gay and trans. Okay. Well, and you know, you are not the first person I've talked to who has said that there's actually oh, I'm sure. a, a wonderful couple who's uh, I've already taped the episode, but um and they should be airing in another week or so, but um you know, they they travel around the world and and they've got a, a travel blog and they they do this the same thing, you know, a young lesbian couple and um, they have to they have to look up ahead of time. And that's something that uh, cis people um, really, you, you're right, don't understand. You know, they may look at a, at a city and say, OK, you know, we're going to be in Chicago. You know, we got to make sure it sticks to these parts of the, the city because, you know, maybe mm -hmm. there's been a lot of crime in this area or whatever. But I think that by and large, cis people don't understand what it's like to be afraid just for the person that you are. Um, or how others perceive you, and that's that's something that I think would be really difficult to to learn. Um, you know, even even here in my town where I'm I'm pretty well known um, because you know Holland is a is a small city. Um, I don't think that 
I would go out and about presenting in a more feminine way here, not because when they and see it, it's tough to ex explain. Not not because I'm afraid of physical harm, because I am a fairly big person, but because with strong tattoos. Yes, with very strong <laughs> tattoos, but I'm afraid of more of the emotional harm of you yeah. know, what, what people might say to me or how people might look at me. And um, in, in no matter how much we tell people, you know, that's, that's not important, blah, blah, blah. It is, you know, the, those types of things really, they really do hurt. Um, gosh, but that's not where I was. <clears throat> Sorry. No, no. Derailing. I say I was going to, I was going to sneak this in there real quick. We, we had a, a gentleman on a couple of weeks ago, Nathan uh, Aguilera, who's a, who's a, a foodie um, and he does a, a food blog and he was telling because he travels all over the world. And he was saying that he actually traveled to, um, it was some country in the Middle East where, um, you know, being gay was, was a, a crime and he was a gay man and, and that it's, the punishments are, are uh, horribly severe. And I, and I was, I'm like, sitting here in my my chair gripping the arms of my chair like why do why in god's name would you do that you know why would you do that and um he, what he was telling me is that you know sometime in some places that um even if there there are laws or if the government may feel a certain way that that might not necessarily be the climate within the you know quote unquote common people um, of That's the country, which, which I guess is good, but it's still scary nonetheless. <laughs> and I was, I was afraid for him, even though he's already been in back now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> well, geez, yeah, I kind, of, I, I kind of pulled this off uh, off track there a little bit. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Tell <laughs> tell me where where do you want to go now, Jay? <laughs> well, you know where I really want to go. I want to go to New Zealand. Ah, yes, oh. yes. Man, that's that's where that's really where I want to go. Not necessarily with this conversation because uh, I don't have. A <laughs> I lot can of offer very about. little. I <laughs> I've never been, and unfortunately, I'm uneducated on it. <laughs> but it looks it looks incredible, and um, I have a uh, an online friend who was on this show, Caitlin Spice, who uh, who actually lives out there, and she was one of the extras in the Lord of the Rings movies that were filmed what? out in New Zealand. I was like, oh my gosh, this. Oh this my god. Cool. So you're you're my new buddy. I need to hang out with you when I get there. But uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Back to you, and and not a, not about all this. That doesn't have to be about me. We can talk about you. But this is all about you. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> so this this last year has been, uh, well, gosh, going on two years. It's pretty pretty wild, and for for some of us, you know, a little depressing. Um, you know, tell me about celebrating a, a marriage and honeymoons in this kind of crazy time. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> I love that because I actually have some very, maybe, maybe relevant things. Um, <laughs> so it's funny because like, I, I think it comes across, I am crazy about my wife. Like she's so cool. And it's not just because I'm married to her. Like literally she walks into a room and like, people fall in love with her because that's the kind of person that she is um but i know gross like i do too. i love her so much <laughs> um but but anyway it was funny because rebecca and i our entire relationship we worked opposite schedules so uh, when, like when we were first dating 
I would have to stay up incredibly late to see her because she's a bartender and I work a nine to five. Um, so I'd see her from like, like 12 o'clock when she comes home to like 3 a.m. when she goes to bed. And then I would see her on the weekends. And that continued into us moving in together and us getting engaged. And then COVID happened and all of a sudden Rebecca is home all the time all the time. And we live in 637 square feet with two little dogs. And I was still working. So I was working from home. So Rebecca could, <laughs> Rebecca could, could literally do my job because she hears me do it every day. And she's heard me do it every day for a year. Um, but it was a great confirmation that we are going to be okay getting married because let me tell you, if you're in 637 square feet with somebody for 24 hours a day while one of you is working, one of you is not working, you quickly learn what things might bother each other. <laughs> um, and it was, I mean, of course, it was frustrating for Rebecca because, like I said, she's a very hard worker. And I think, like, it was difficult for her to not be able to work. But um, it was awesome. I got to, like... I got to like spend weekend nights with my, at that point, fiance. And I was like, oh my God, like we're going to watch TV together. We're going to walk the dogs together. We're going to talk about our feelings. And so I was like stoked to have all of this time that I had never had with her. Um, and it was awesome. So that was actually a really positive thing that happened from an overall terrible situation globally. Um, we had we had always wanted a really, really small wedding. Like Rebecca and I, both of us didn't want any, we didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. We actually had originally planned on eloping. Um, we were just going to go and get married and then tell people. But um, she was like, you know, I really got to invite my mom. And I was like, all right, well, if you invite your mom, I can invite my mom. And then she was like, well, if I invite my mom, I have to invite my dad. And I was like, well, <laughs> I love my dad and I have a good relationship with him, but I also have a good relationship with all of his ex-wives. <laughs> so oh, no. if we invite my dad, we need to invite my stepmom, my ex-stepmom, and of course my mom. So that was a whole thing. But anyway, we, we had a very, very small wedding. Um, it was on a boat because we we didn't push our wedding date. We decided to commit to getting married on August 1st, 2020. And every other like small venue, even outdoor venue, wouldn't let us get married. They were like, no, like nothing, like nobody can show up. Like you have eight people showing up, that's too many. So we found this boat company that we could like rent out an entire little boat and we got married on a boat and it was lovely. Um, and it was just our immediate family. And then we had like, an open air like drinks thing that we did with some of our friends that showed up too so that was it was it was ideal i thought it was exactly what we needed and again like kind of kind of a good excuse to be like oh no we have to have a small wedding like sorry can't invite you <laughs> like safety <laughs> um yeah it sounds like you know the the pandemic as as horrific as it as it has been has actually allowed you guys to really spend a lot of time together that you needed that's so cool yeah yeah and i know like obviously i wish that the pandemic didn't happen like obviously um but yeah i mean like in terms of finding 
positives like that was such a massive positive that I actually got to spend time with this lovely human who I only saw at odd hours. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, my, my wife is, is always saying, uh, seek the positive and, and you'll find it, I, you know, that kind of inspirational thing. And, and, you know, you know, sometimes it's hard to do other times it's, it's easier to do, you know, like with your situation, it's, it's really easy to see that, you know, it's been a, a really good thing for you to to spend more time to get together, to be closer to each other. And and by all means, every, everyone out there, I'm uh, not downplaying the, the pandemic in any way. Um, I, I have had COVID and um, oh God. My, my neighbor, we just found out two days ago, her um, 34-year-old brother just uh, passed away from COVID, which is... Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Insane. So, so, so young. And... Um, you know, I, I really feel the gravity of the the whole situation, but there are there are definitely um, some things that you know have been good about us being closer together. And you know, I I know that my my wife and I have not minded being stuck together in the house all this yeah. time. Yeah, you know, we we get along great all the time, so we um, we've really enjoyed that. And of course, the negative to that is there's there's no freaking money. <laughs> <laughs> Minor so, detail, minor, minor detail, detail. <laughs> but you know, so, you know, I think that, you know, being able to, you know, persevere and, and try to find some joy is something that we all deserve to let ourselves do um, through all the sadness and all the horror, you know, it's, it's okay for us to try to find some joy. Um, and in yeah. fact, it's necessary or, or we're gonna, we're gonna lose it. We really will. Yep. I completely uh, agree with you. Gosh. Well, so now, you know, we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but you insist on me talking about me more. So I, I kind of wanted wanted to to dig into this a little bit and see what <laughs> opinions you might have. And and this is this is kind of a, a long question here. Okay. Um, it, and it starts out with and something that I've actually talked about on this show before. You know, is there such a thing as being queer enough? You know, because when I see myself <laughs> and you know, I look like this kind of old white guy. You old, know, you're 41. That's old. That's no, ancient, no, 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 no. You know, and I'm, oh, I'm, God, married, no. I'm married to this wonderful cis woman. I've got amazing kids. And sometimes I, I do ask myself, you know, am, am I really queer enough? You know, am I queer enough to be part of this community or to represent the community and fight for it? And, you know, some days I can see that there's more than the you know kind of the the dude i see in the mirror and some days i really can't get past his face and i don't always know what that feeling is i don't know if dysphoria is the right word for it or not but you know i i know it hurts and you know so i, I was just thinking you know as, as somebody who knows quite a lot about different gender identities you know what advice could you offer to someone who kind of struggles like i do Oh my gosh. I told you it was going to be a long question. I appreciate it. And you're giving me a lot of credit saying I know a lot because <laughs> I feel like every single day I'm learning something. Someone's educating me. Um, I, I hope that the resounding answer from anybody you've asked this to is that I don't think there's such thing as like being, there's no threshold. Like if you, if, if you feel like something is a little bit off or if you if you identify as being queer and that's what feels good to you then that's the truth um it's 
this is something this could be like a very long answer if i actually go into this but <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's it's something that i personally really really grapple with kind of on the maybe on the outside of that question and i've talked about it with my wife a lot because obviously she's very very smart and an incredible sounding board but um it's that I I really enjoy looking like a cis man and I really enjoy looking like a cis woman, but I know that on the day to day, I just look like this androgynous creature and I like that too. So it's, it's very hard for me personally to speak to this, I think, because like there are days where I'm like, where I'm like, I just want people to have no freaking idea. I want to use like, I would actually, if I didn't use she, her, he, him pronouns, I'd probably use like neo pronouns. I'd probably use Zer. Um, like that's what I want. And then there'll be another instance where I'm like, no, I want to look like super, super femme, she, her pronouns, want to look like a cis woman. And then other days where I'm like, no, nah, I want to look like a dude bro. I want people to think I'm in a fraternity, but only the good kind, the kind that isn't shitty. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, are, do they exist? Maybe that was a really bad example on my part. Um, but I think that what I'm saying is that even if I am feeling that way and liking looking that way or blah, 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 I know that at my core, I'm a queer person. Like that is who I am if you were going to strip everything away that, that surrounds it. So I am sorry that you, you struggle with that, you know, because I'm sure, I'm sure that your face is beautiful and perfect and wonderful and of course i want you to feel connected to it and feel connected to your body and the way that you present yourself but you don't have to fit into a certain mold to be queer i i hope that the umbrella term of queer takes away that mold well i think and i think that's a really good answer you know i i do um you know and i and i think that that's valuable for anyone who hears it and but, you know, I, I also know that even though, and, and this is like talking to my therapist right here. I hope you do. Hopefully. You oh, don't I'm ready. <laughs> because I, I've had very similar conversations with her and she's amazing. But, you know, even though sometimes I know things and I'm sure this applies to other people as well, even though we know certain truths, sometimes it's tough to believe it when it's ourselves. You know, I can, I can tell, yeah, you know, I could tell Maya or I could tell, you know, Jessica, whoever it is I'm, I'm talking to all these truths and, and they are, they are perfectly genuine and I mean it, but then looking in the mirror, I'm like, but it's not for you. You're not good enough for that. You know, and that, that sucks. You know, it's kind of like getting past that, uh, <laughs> that gatekeeper yeah. in your own mind. But uh you know, I I wanted to ask you this, and this is not a very well-formed question, but it's something, <laughs> that, something that I sometimes experience, and I'm wondering if you do. Do you ever feel like if you are hanging out with a group of people of a certain gender, you know, a bunch of dudes or a bunch of girls, do you ever feel like you kind of almost turn more in into, into that gender as you're hanging out with them for the time being? Some, so sometimes, yes. And it's, I, I really appreciate that question. It's, um, it's weird. Cause like sometimes I'll be hanging out with like a group of lesbians and I'll be like, yeah, biddies, lesbian things. Like I am a lady. But then like, if someone says like, 
ladies or women or girls, it like stings a little, even if I'm like good with Maya, she, her, I like always feel a little bit outside of the group, which is sad. And then like, if I'm with a group of men, like definitely, especially if they kind of see me as a man, which I think has happened a couple times, I'm like, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, but I'm still like a little bit outside, which I know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make that a negative spin, but I think that it ties to like the loneliness that we talked about in the beginning of like, yeah. where do I fit? Yeah, well, yeah, no, and I, I don't think that's a negative thing. You know, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's an informative thing, you know, and I, I think that, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with people using just about any pronouns for me. Um, you know, I, I always do prefer they, them. And so when someone refers to me as Jason or he, him, even though I don't say anything, you know, I, something inside me flinches just a little bit. And I'm reminded that, oh yeah, you look like this yeah. big dude. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't love that. You know, it's just a, a little thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, but also, so I, I, I hear you on that. And of course, like, as, and I think that maybe this speaks to what you were saying before, of course, the way that we present ourselves, it, it's, it's sometimes difficult for our internal truth to be perceived externally, especially with something as complicated as this. Um, but it could be not that you're coming off as like, a dude bro but just that that's how that person is interpreting it so it's more on them than on you well a hundred percent that's that's exactly right man this is like talking to my therapist i love this, this <laughs> I, you're, you're not gonna bill me after this are you that's very sweet of you jay <laughs> it's, you know, really i mean you like my, my therapist krista i love you you're you're amazing and <laughs> Yes, you, you know, and, and it's and it's kind of funny to be because this show is about you. But I'm talking a lot about me and and my own issues, which I always end up doing somehow. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a good nice, thing. Yeah, but it's nice to hear that same kind of kind of thing coming from you know someone completely objective like you, and I I like hearing that. So whether whether you meant to or not, I I really I really do appreciate that. Good. I'm glad. I'm I'm here to help, Jay. <laughs> You've got a whole new career in store for you. <laughs> oh God. So you know, a um a friend of mine, Kat, who who was on the show, and uh Kat is a bi cis woman, and you know, they're married to a man, and at one point she told me that part of her journey with her own sexuality was realizing that it doesn't have to all be about being queer. It doesn't have to all be about her sexuality that, you know, even though that's part of her life, she doesn't have to make everything she thinks or, or does about being queer. And, uh, and that really resonated with me. I thought it was really interesting because ever since, you know, my own egg cracked, you know, it's, you know, everything I've thought about has, has kind of been about learning more about uh, my own queer identity or the, about the queer community or and what I can do for it. And yeah. I never stopped to think that, well, but that doesn't have to be everything. You know, there's much more to us than just the fact that we're queer, right? Yeah, that's it's so funny that you bring that up because I was having a very similar conversation 
a very similar conversation yesterday with with one of my friends and like so first of all i agree it's like we are we are allowed to be queer and not focus so much mental energy on like protecting that and expressing that at the same time i know you know the reason why we do is because it is like like so much of what we've been talking about today has been like imposter syndrome bull bullshit that we like like we go to therapy so that we can prove to ourselves <laughs> that the like that we are real that our experiences are real and when you spend so much time and work doing that of course it's going to bleed into your everyday life um so while i agree with her and i i wish that like I could turn off my brain around this. A, a lot of what I personally think about is like, especially now, like, oh God, like you're getting top surgery. Like, what does this mean? Like gender, 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 blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I, maybe she's just better adjusted than I am. Like maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Well, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's definitely not like me. She is a, a major badass. you know, I've overcame some, some serious abuse and some addictions in her life. And she's just, just one of these badass people that sometimes has a no shit viewpoint on things that, that I really can appreciate. Um, but speaking of being and thinking about, um, you know, and imposter syndrome, God, imposter syndrome kills me. Yeah. yeah, yeah damn it. Um, but uh, <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Okay. So we can say this a couple different ways. Well, we'll just go straight forward here. What do you think you're, your role is or your goal when it comes to kind of your own advocacy for for queer people because you do i mean you're you're quite popular on social media so what what do you what do you try to do <laughs> again these are just like i feel i'm like wow these are questions that like i am like i think about a lot <laughs> we're vibing hard we here. are vibing um so like i literally talk about that with my gender therapist because I'll I'll be like oh, I'm having these thoughts and like I'm, I'm anxious and blah 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 and I'm gonna like talk about it on Instagram and she's like that's great I'm glad you're helping people but like you can like take care of yourself before you take care of other people or before you share this out to to thousands of people what? and that's what <laughs> nah <laughs> that's not how it works and it's like I mean, Instagram specifically, I think I, I have a very complicated relationship with because I learned so much from the queer and trans community and non-binary, which I'm grouping in with trans on Instagram. So I feel like I owe a lot of my like knowledge to those incredible people. And I've seen so many difficult things that like people have messaged me and had questions about that I like, I do like there's no one saying like Maya you gotta post stuff but I really have this internal this internal drive because like when I was a kid if I had somebody to look up to or somebody that I felt like was being incredibly honest when things were difficult this probably would have made it easier for me and I just like I mean, like when I was a kid, we were just like really starting to talk about and like accept the gay people. I'm I'm 28, so I'm a little bit younger than you, but but like that was just happening. And like Ellen DeGeneres came out in the 90s, and like blah blah blah. But there was a no dialogue around trans people, and definitely not non-binary people. So 
I do like, I do feel an internal responsibility to like be there as much as I can for people who are, who are looking for that and who need that. I can't, I can't think of a better answer than that. Uh, Dr. Noir, um, <laughs> you're just, you're just good. <laughs> That's so, so nice of you. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making a, a joke of it, but you know, I, it's, it's absolutely right. And I'll, I'll tell you what, all of us who follow your post or people that are out there posting like you are in sharing about their lives, or even if it's just pictures of you, you know, living and being you and being unafraid to be you. Um, we really, really appreciate that because that we didn't have that when I was young. And and that's why this podcast exists. You know, when, when I was young, um, because I was, I was born in 80, um, gay people mm -hmm. were not accepted uh, at all. And the only trans representation that I saw throughout my childhood were, was, was in two movies, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective and Oof. The Crying Game. Oh no! Are absolutely horrific, yeah. and really explain a lot about why my generation has such a difficult time um, thinking about the queer life experience. That's what we had to look at in popular culture, and it's got to change. And I, you know, it it really does. And so we we need so many more people like like you that are that are just out there and and being brave and amazing. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, to, I are you used to being called brave. I'm sure you've heard that a, a number of times. <laughs> it's funny. I uh, I feel like I maybe used to hear it earlier. Yeah, I guess I heard. I think I don't know. You know, maybe I've heard it less because I'm interacting, especially on like Instagram. And now that I'm like starting my YouTube more, I hear it less because I don't know if if queer people call other queer people brave, but like <laughs> non queer people do, which yep. is nice. Yep. Like I know I know it's coming from a nice place. Yeah. Um, it, it is. And, and whenever I whenever I hear something like that, I'm like, I just I don't want you to call me brave. I just want you to respect me. That's all. That's that's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness, goodness. Well, I think that we didn't we didn't hear your coming out story today, um, and we're we're <laughs> going long on time. But if if uh, if you'll let me, I would love to have you back someday. After I would your, love that. Uh, yeah, you know, and I know you you've got surgery coming up, so maybe after your surgery and Oh, I'll have even more feelings then. Yes, we can hear all about the feelings and maybe get into your past a little bit and Yeah. It's been it's been really cool talking to you, Maya. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, Jay, it's been great talking to you too. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're very very welcome. I'm glad it worked out. And um, oh, and also, I gotta give a big shout out to your wife, Rebecca. I have always thought <laughs> of uh, bartenders as kind of like the drummers in a band. They do all the hard work, and they never get as much recognition as as they deserve. But they're the badass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they really are. Yeah, she right. definitely is. <laughs> well, Rebecca Jonesy, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Um, you know, I love you. We all love you. Um, thank you for keeping it going. And uh, to everyone out there, until next week, stay safe and stay strong. <laughs>